Welcome to Kino Society with Owen Shapiro. In today's episode, we have Erica Chan, an Asian American writer and director who grew up in Las Vegas, Nevada. During her time at UNLV, she was recognized for her work and was granted the Emerging Filmmaker Award. She knew there was more to learn and pursued her master's at Florida State University at the College of Motion Picture Arts. Welcome to Kino Society, Erica. Thanks for having me. So, Erica, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself and why you wanted to pursue a career in film? So I'm a writer-director, and uh, what I primarily work in is the camera department as a first assistant camera. I'm in uh, IOPSI Local 600 as well. Uh, the reason why I wanted to pursue film was because I feel like they're powerful and they can change the world. So what made you want to pursue a career in film? Well, film was the only thing that made sense to me. I did a lot of arts, like I've done like dancing, piano, music. <clears throat> so when I first was introduced to editing in high school, that's kind of that kind of got my um that's where I started getting interested in film because I putting pieces together to create a bigger meaning and stories were so powerful. And when I went to college and majored in film, that was the only thing that made sense to me. And learning more about it, it, I just knew that's what I was supposed to be doing. So what about anything before? Did you ever fall in love with film before? Before university and high school, I guess my parents had a film camera and I would just shoot things. Um, they weren't any good. It was just me filming whatever me and my brother and sister did. So I would say that was the extent of <laughs> my movie making before high school. So what's an average workday like for you? So I work typically 12 hours a day. So I guess we would arrive to set and I would take the cart out of the camera truck and I would build the camera and pretty much my second AC would be setting up the monitors and everything. And the DP tells me what we need for set, uh, such as like what lens and where the location's going to be and whether we're going to be on sticks or handheld or what the shot basically is. And the rest of the day pretty much is that over and over, different spots, different lenses. Um, so that's pretty much what we do that uh, throughout the day. So you're also a writer as well as a director. What's your writing process? So a lot of my inspiration comes mostly from my life. Um, my most recent short film that I had written was about a my grandma who had passed away uh, a couple years ago. And it's about a grandma and the granddaughter and the granddaughter coming to learn that her grandmother is no longer strong and has to come to terms with, you know, coming of age. It's like a second coming of age for elderly people. You recognize that you know, the people who had taken care of you are now growing and you have to take care of them. And so it's recognizing that the story is about a grandmother and a granddaughter and how the grandmother is really stubborn and the granddaughter is always, um, you know, berating her about, you know, why are you doing all these things? And the grandma is trying to prove to herself that she's not getting older and she's not getting weaker. But you know, we come to a point where we recognize that with our parents and grandparents. And, you know, they're, it's just part of life. So what's your favorite part of being a director? 
And what's your favorite part of being a writer as well? I think the ability to choose what you can do with your vision is uh, the best part about writing and directing. Um, you get to make choices about your voice and be able to express it the way you want to. Um, when you're in a different position, you can't always do that. Uh, for example, I've, I've shot a couple of things and you can't, it's a different kind of uh, position that you have to be in. You don't get to choose everything. And as a writer and director, you can decide how you want the characters to be, what you want it to look like, and where the shot is. So oh, going away from your work for a bit, what's your favorite movie? That's such a hard question to answer, but I would say one of my ultimate favorite movies would be Princess Mononoke. Have you seen it? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, I believe I've seen all of Miyazaki's films. Yeah, I think the favorite thing I, what I love most about that film is that I feel like there's so many movies with antagonists that are just pure evil. And in this movie, it doesn't really have that. You have an antagonist, but she's a real person. And it's just kind of forces against each other. So, she, you're, you know, there we have so many superhero films where the antagonist is just, they're just evil without reason. And I feel like in life, people affect other people in different ways that can be seemingly evil to one person, but absolutely okay to another. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. I also really love that movie. <laughs> yeah. How about directors? Any of them in particular that you really like? So one of the directors that I've been following is um, Patty Jenkins. And I, I feel like I saw her. So I had watched her at this uh, award show for uh, Local 600. So I, I'm also in Local 600 as a first AC. And... Um, I went to this award show and I found out that she was also an AC. And so that's kind of like the pathway that I am feel like I'm pursuing. I'm first uh, in the camera department, but I'm also pursuing a career in writing and directing. So that's one director that I've been uh, recently following. So you feel like you connect with the track she went? Yeah. And do you think like her background shows in her works as well? I, I, I'm not really sure if... Um... But I feel like any kind of knowledge that you have in other departments always just strengthen your ability to collaborate with others. So I'm sure it shows in her work in ways that we don't even see. Uh, you know, like there are knowledge is power and being able to work with others and understanding how they, uh, the language of a cinematographer, or the language of an editor, knowing those kinds of things can only make you a stronger director. So what would you say to someone who wants to enter the world of cinema? I think that a lot of people become deterred because a lot of people talk about how there's so much competition. And I think that you can't really listen to anybody else but yourself. And if you think that you can do it, that you should just do it. There's nobody stopping you but you. So going back to your, your works, is there anything that in particular that you're most proud of or that was maybe really tough to get through, but you liked the results of? The most recent thing that I have um, was a couple of years ago that, that's public would be something called uh, Don't Let It Take Over. And I did it when um, in 2016 when I felt like a lot of people were arguing and pointing fingers and blaming each other for the state of the world. And I felt like that's not really productive to be pointing fingers at each other. And I feel like a lot of things that divided us was because our fear and misunderstanding of our differences. And I had felt I've 
that if we were to overlook those differences and listen to each other, that together we could overcome a lot of things. And I'm really proud of that piece. I feel like it turned out really well, and uh, it looks really good. Um, is are there any genres or in particular that you're maybe interested in trying out or oh yeah would you like to stick to a particular one sure I feel like you know people always ask you what kind of stories you like right and like what kind of stories you want to tell and I started thinking about the kinds of genres that I actually enjoy the most and I really enjoy fantasy so I kind of feel like if I were to be able to choose what kind of genre I could be in and creating, it would probably be sci-fi. And I had a short film that I had shot. Um, it's not edited completely yet. We're working on the visual effects, but it's called Lost in Time. And it's a time travel short film uh, about a daughter who has a sick, sick mother and she tries to go back in time, but gets lost in her work. So... Do you think that sci-fi is a bit more difficult than doing other genres, mostly because... Oh, absolutely. So this, uh, the grandma short film that I was telling you about involves two characters and one location, a house pretty much, right? Like inside the kitchen in the backyard. It's very simple. So, I mean, when writing, you kind of have to consider your kind of resources that you have because if you don't have anybody funding you, then you're kind of limited in how much you can spend. So I wrote that short film because I wanted it to be limited in locations so we could take two days to shoot. So it's about six, seven pages because I didn't want it to be too long because the longer your script is, the more days and then, of course, the more money. Um, the Lost in Time was a six-page script as well, but I had budgeted two and a half days to shoot it and it had three, I guess essentially three characters because uh, one of the actors uh, was a twin. So I had twins so that we could not do as much visual effects. But cutting this, it's taking so much longer because I have to do the visual effects as well. And that's just a whole nother element that you add. So the more things you add to a story, the more time and money it's going to take. So they're both about six pages long, as you said. But do you think that maybe the sci-fi one is going to end up being a bit longer as a short? I don't think so. Because if you, if you write it correctly where you're spacing out, spacing it out on the page, typically when you write out a script in the format that it's supposed to be and you're not like cheating and squeezing too many action lines together, it should read out to be one minute a page. So when I do my writing, I kind of write long because I just rather be safe than trying to you know, I mean, like, you can do, like, a crazy action line that is, in reality, like, two minutes long, but on the page it's one minute. You're just kind of tricking yourself and lying to yourself that you can actually do more when it requires more than what the page is saying. So sci-fi and fantasy tend to be lumped up in the same category. Well, actually, often recently it's been sci-fi and horror for whatever reason. But sci-fi and fantasy, do you think that's those two make sense. Yeah, I I guess they could be interchanged. I mean, I kind of think of fantasy more like Harry Potter, and I kind of think of sci-fi to be more like time travel or or things that have to do with, like, science, I guess. But I could see why they would be intertwined, you know? I guess I I don't think it bothers me that they're interchangeable as much. Yeah, that makes a bit of sense to me. Sci-fi and horror, not so much, though. No, but I think the reason, I guess, like, people bunch it up together because, I don't know, maybe they're kind of the categories that aren't 
maybe they're overlooked. <laughs> maybe they're like a bit more niche, like horror fans. There are hardcore horror fans and hardcore sci-fi fans, but you're not going to find many hardcore drama fans or comedy fans. I guess that's true. Like drama and comedy are more of the two categories and then you've got like, it branches out from there. What do you think is the most interesting aspect of film for you? I think there's two parts to that. And one one part is being able to work on set with other people and problem solve. I think that's one of the most... I, I think I feel like when you're able to work on set and make a living from working on set, I think it's a it's a luxury because not only are you creating art and telling stories, but you're you're working with, well, at least the way I see it is that I'm working on film sets with my friends. So we're, we're just shooting things and making things up together. And it's really fun. It's not, it doesn't feel like work. And that's why I think we're so lucky to be in this kind of industry. The, the second part would be that I feel like stories are really powerful. When somebody, I mean, if you look at some, you know, articles about, um, what is it, the Jennifer Lawrence with the archery, the movie, it's called... Hunger Games, I believe. Yeah, so when Hunger Games came out, archery was up. There were waiting lists for archery. Or when Jaws came out, the fear of sharks went higher. So, I mean, you could say there's no correlation, but I mean, I think that movies are influential and influence the way you think in ways that you don't maybe don't even understand I guess and I think that's that's something I'd like to contribute to the world in a positive way that's another uh, argument a liminal impact that films have are more important than the literal impact they have on you mm-hmm, exactly I feel like they can change the world I mean I, I was just about to say that uh, for example even the littlest things can change your perception of the world um, such as advertising. When you see advertising with a bunch of like, like one race, or you don't see yourself being represented, which is how I felt um, growing up as an Asian American, that I didn't really see a lot of Asian models, right? So I didn't feel like I fit into the category of what was beautiful. And I think that really affects you in a cer- certain way. And I think that's part of the reason why I want to be in the film industry because I would like to have more representation. Um, going back to that story I was telling you about with my grandma, I plan on having that being an Asian cast. So a lot of the stories that I'm writing now that I, I'm trying to, you know, put a piece of myself in there um, so that I can put more representation out there. Now, um, also as an something that bothered me, but you're an Asian American, so this might be a bit different for you was that um, recently Minari was, for the Golden Globes, put in the category of best foreign language. Mm, uh And I was just kind of confused. Like, why is it foreign language and not foreign film? Um, I I heard some arguments about that. I haven't looked into it completely because I feel like there were some arguments about, like, American filmmakers being of color but being categorized as foreign. I think that was the argument. I don't know if that was, uh, I feel like that was the argument, but what are you saying? You mean like foreign film versus foreign language? Like what is the difference to you? Just like for some reason, the Golden Globes instead of any other, I'm not sure if they just did it this year or if it was previous years, but they had foreign language instead of just foreign film. Hmm. Yeah. And also 
considering that um, the one of the best picture nominees in 2019 for the Oscars and many other awards was 1917, which is a completely British movie, an entirely British movie that was never um, placed in any foreign film categories. Yeah, like, yeah, I think that's what it is that I guess I would have to look into it um, more about that argument, but I haven't really been, I haven't been really, I haven't done like the thorough research about um, the categories and stuff, but I have read like briefly past articles, you know. Could you tell us a little bit about your work on The Endless? But yeah, that's actually where I learned visual effects because I asked the director if I could help him with it. I actually had no idea how to do anything. And I told I told him, I, that's all I, I just said, you know, I really would like to learn how to do visual effects. I don't know anything, but you can just give me all like the really small, annoying tasks, right? And so I pretty much sat with him for about six weeks and he like gave me all the tutorials that were relevant. And I watched all of them. And then he let me, um, he actually let me do more than I had expected. He's actually really awesome, Aaron Moorhead. I, I did all the moons, like I com composited all the moons in the movie. And uh, that's where my visual effects knowledge comes from. So uh, any current projects? Currently, I am trying to write a feature. Um, I have a couple of ideas. I've already halfway written one. I'm not really sure if I want to continue and finish it or start this other idea I have. Um, but I am also trying to make a lookbook for the grandma short that I had told you about. So hopefully those... I would like to transition and start trying to direct more because ultimately it's very difficult to try to do directing while also trying to make money as a first AC. But so I, I need to focus on trying to, you know, be better about that. So how can my listeners connect with you? Um, so I have a Instagram, it's called me and Addie, which has all the things that I enjoy, which is like photography and everything. So that's my Instagram. And then I feel like that's, yeah, that would be the one to connect with me on. All right, that's all for today. Don't forget you can subscribe to Kino Society on iTunes and Spotify. Mm -hmm.